0: Please enjoy this Sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode.
1: So, Shuey, we've got a lot of NBL to cover, haven't we? We do, yeah. The play-ins have begun since we last recorded, and now we've got two semi-final series going to a third
0: game. It's exciting. It, it is, is. It's
1: very exciting.
0: About as good as you could hope for, really. It
1: really is. It really is. So maybe we'll start chronologically. Wildcats 106 at Phoenix 99.
0: Yeah, this was an incredible game, really. One of those ones where a team just flicks a switch Yes. Or or probably more specifically, one player slicks a switch and everyone just kind of rides the the slipstream. I mean... That's a
1: really... I love the way you put that spot on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a particularly great start from Perth, which is pretty much part of the course right across the entire season.
1: Brady Manick kept us in the game in the first half. It was magnificent. Yep. Hit some big shots, hit some tough shots as well. And, And I've made a note here, all of it was in rhythm. So, yeah. they weren't even really looking for him. And they didn't, I actually felt like they probably didn't look for him enough in the second half, given how well he played in the first half. It didn't matter in the end.
0: Yeah. But I think with this one, I mean, obviously we saw early on, as you said, Manic carried us early while Cotton was still kind of struggling through that shooting. I don't know what you call woes. It's probably yes, the easiest yeah, way to put it. Yep. There was a little bit of assistance. I mean, I can see in your notes, you've got about Luke Travers stepping up and Mitch Norton, those sorts of guys.
1: Yeah, well-coached from John, really, getting getting Norton in.
0: It was. And look, it's absolutely no disrespect to the Webster boys. I think Norton and Travers made more sense in those positions. They played incredibly well. They hit shots. Norton defended well. That's not to say that Webster, both Corey and Ty, wouldn't have done the same thing. But I think... You just got to go with the guys that are on and the guys that are there while the run is happening, and I mean that fourth quarter was ridiculous.
1: And I think a lot of the Bryce stuff was in rhythm too. I don't feel like he was hogging it really. Do you know? So they just played a superb down thirteen at the start of the fourth. So South East Melbourne scored the first bucket, and then it was all Perth.
0: But do you know what they always say about shooters? keep them off the free throw line.
1: Yes, yes. As a shooter. Don't let them see that ball go through the net. And
0: I'm going to to sit here and play the part of a shooter right now. I used to be a bloody good free throw shooter back Mm -hmm. in the day. But one of those things for me was, yeah, getting a a free throw. Nobody's pressuring you. You get to see the ball go through, as you say. All of a sudden, that hoop just gets a little bit bigger and the jump shots become a little bit easier. And sure enough, that's what happened.
1: Yep, yep. No, he was magnificent. Uh, The whole team. Thomas looked really good passing as well. I actually think I would have liked to have seen the Wildcats use the triangle a little bit more because Thomas is an excellent passing big man. And with cutters like Travers, I think the triangle offense would have worked with this Wildcats team quite well. But I thought they trapped and pressed really well and probably didn't do that enough over the course of the season. But yeah, it was a fantastic win for the Wildcats and gave us fans a lot of hope, didn't it? (laughs) It it, it did. A couple of other things. So I guess the question is, did the Phoenix choke?
0: I don't think this is high up on the choke yeah i think it's probably maybe like a mid pack like a five out of ten using i guess the, the scale yeah range. no
1: i thought the exact same thing i thought oh it's hard to call it a blatant choke because i think they just caught a team that had a really good last quarter and yeah. a guy that got hot four out of ten maybe yeah i don't think it was and, and yeah. it's
0: not like they were throwing dodgy cross-court passes that were getting picked off or stepping out of bounds just missing layups left, right, and centre. I think it was, as you say, yeah, you just you catch a team that gets on a heater and it, it can sometimes be hard to kind of get your footing again and go, oh, shit, hang on, how do we stop this?
1: Yeah. So, I, I do think they could have attacked the paint more. That's the way to beat the Wildcats is to attack the paint. Oh, the only other note I have from this one, Stewie, is the egregious non-overturn on one of the most blatant charges. This is after I said that they'd finally started to get that right a little bit and admit mistakes. oh yeah
0: Look, I don't really have anything to say on that because of the fact that there were a couple of what i thought were fairly blatant travels that led to wildcats buckets so right okay it yep. was the jesse wagstaff step through where it looked like he took about 15 steps and just before, I noticed you actually made the point about that beautiful hesitation layup that Bryce had. Oh, fantastic. Stop and go. But I yeah. think Travis traveled before that. Yeah, okay. All right. So okay. all right. I think it kind of balanced out fairly well. I don't think there was any issues there.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, fair enough. I don't recall all that. I've watched so many NBL games in the last week, my head's kind of spinning, to be honest. There you go. The, the seeding game was the Jackies and the Snakes. The Jack Jumpers 87 defeating the Snakes. 79 in Cairns. The thing that I loved so I don't know if you've watched the game's introductions and stuff or if you just kind of watch from the opening tip I don't know how much of the bells and whistles coverage you've watched
0: jackies and snakes I honestly didn't even say oh
1: okay because I was at work and it was a big yeah event. yeah I've had to watch a lot of this stuff after in weird hours and, and that sort of thing but in Corey's intro and I liked Corey's intros but he says it's do or die well actually it's not. The loser got to play again after that game. <laughs> it was the one game that wasn't do
0: or die, basically. Also, I hate the phrase do or die. It's like if the team loses, they're not going to die. Well,
1: their season's dead, I guess. but
0: They're not going to die.
1: I just, I just found it really odd that they would preface that entire game with do or die when there's a lucky loser. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I found that weird. But yeah, Milton Doyle really is more than his stats, isn't he? He was just fantastic in this game. He was absolutely the difference. He, he controls the game so well. And we've talked about the non-dickhead version of Julius Hodge. And it's so funny because just as I was thinking about that, Andrew Gaze compared him to Leroy Loggins. Wow. I was like, holy shit. Leroy was Gaze's favorite player. So that's like about as high as a reverence as you can hold.
0: Might be a bit too far for me.
1: Yeah, it's it's the consistency. So at times, Doyle is the best player in the league. There's other times when he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I don't have a hell of a lot more from this one. I thought the jack jumpers were locked in. It was a very typical kind of jack jumpers gritty play. Playoff, postseason, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Scott Roth teamed, coached kind of victory. Yep. Yeah. And then before we get onto the semis, Wildcat seventy-eight at Cairns ninety-one. Cairns without Pinder.
0: Your introduction there summarizes that game. Yeah. Well. Yeah. How flat were Perth? Oh
1: man. Cairns without Pinder. Cairns without McCall. Two of their best players. Yep. The Wildcats would have been super confident, but it's basically the same team that beat the Wildcats in the second last game of the regular season. So we probably shouldn't be all that surprised because this time they're at home.
0: Well, I mean, I wasn't going into the game, certainly right up until about maybe a couple of hours before tip off. I felt pretty confident about this one. I thought, there's no way the snakes should hang with us. But then I thought, you know what? Hurt's been on the road for a few days. They yeah, yeah, yeah. had to get obviously from here across to Melbourne, Melbourne yeah. up to Cairns. Is, it's not the easiest sort of travel. They're going to be tired. And unfortunately... No Ty Webster no, playing. Yep, no
1: Ty Webster. Yep, short rotations.
0: The guys that were playing big minutes in that Southeast Melbourne game were playing big minutes in this game as yep. well. Yep. And shock horror, a lot of the shots start coming up short. And that's what happens when you get fatigued. So I think this is just one of those ones where if you maybe had an extra couple of days, could maybe come home. Yep. I mean, I don't know if that makes it any easier or if it's worse. Well,
1: yeah, I actually it. wondered if staying on the road would make it easier. Mm. But yeah, it's not surprising.
0: It's It's really not.
1: But the Snakes were excellent. DJ Hogue was magnificent. It was. Uh, their next man up mentality is just brilliant. They're, they're just so impressive, aren't they? And Bulldog Kowal, on on defense. <laughs> I mean, he is a Bulldog. He's fantastic.
0: You know how you're coming up with interesting nicknames. I honestly, I can't stop likening DJ Hogue to Hedo Turkoglu. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. So, so, Better so, defender though, I think. Yeah, it's like... But there's some similarities. I can DJ see that. DJ
0: Hedaya Turk LAUGHTER there we go. That's about as bad as I can do. But no, he has a very similar bounce to his shot. He has that really nice in between game. He's been, he does
1: like living on the perimeter, yep. which Hito did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like the comparison.
0: He's been yeah. unstoppable. Even just the way he shoots the ball has a, a lot of similarities in the mechanics, very high release on that. He's just hard
1: to he, block. Yeah. He yep. He's hard to stop. Yep. So we'll move on to the semi, Stewie. I don't think anyone will dispute that the right four teams are in the semi-finals. Hey, the four best teams, the four best defensively ranked teams. Defense wins championships. Sometimes, for the most part, pretty much it always yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, for the most part.
0: Yeah, I, I think definitely, if you if you finish top four in the season, it's pretty rough. To get knocked out. Yes, before yeah,
1: yeah. Well, but... Cairns did well. I honestly thought they were going to go out in straight sets. I really did. Mm. So Cairns and last night, and we'll get there, but let's start chronologically. So the first series was New Zealand and Tassie. I know it's the 2-3, but game one amidst craziness of natural disasters and hurricanes and whatever it is. Is it a hurricane? Cyclone? Oh, whatever. A, Cyclone.
0: A shit ton of wind.
1: Yeah, very terrible stuff. New Zealand 88 defeated Tassie 68.
0: Speaking of natural disasters, they had a bloody earthquake there as well. I yeah, I know. 6.1%. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Poor New After Zealand. After that
1: horrible one in Turkey. too.
0: Yeah, look.
1: Terrible. Thoughts
0: and prayers go out. Yeah, there there's to been a few really bad ones. Syrians and the, the Turks. And yeah. It's, oh God, what, 30-something thousand people? Yeah, God, right, right. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it is. It is. Look,
1: I don't have any notes for this game, really. It was pretty... I mean, New Zealand got ahead. Tassie kind of... Kind of hung around, hung around, hung around, but it was a comfortable win and, and it was never in doubt, really.
0: So for me, the big thing, it's your typical New Zealand strangling sort of effort defensively. I thought they absolutely turned the screws when they needed to. The Jackies needed Milton Doyle and Rashad Kelly to be huge without Majette. They combined to go 5 of 19 for 22 points. They had to go small as well. Will Magne didn't even play 20 minutes in the game. So but Magne's
1: done nothing in the series, yep. really.
0: Three and four he had in that game. Yeah. So yeah. It, it wasn't great, but it, there was a little bit of a Cam Glidden effect in that third quarter. The game was still quite tight and he hits two threes in the space of a couple of minutes. And then... yeah, it was
1: about 10 ish at that point, yeah. eight or 10, maybe. It was, yeah. New Zealand were, were they couldn't shake him off, could they? they yeah. the, the, the Jackies hung around,
0: but then they just kind of broke it open from there. They go on and blow him out.
1: And it's funny you say that because it's it's really interesting how the role players. It, it's like Clint Steindl last night did a couple of similar things for the Jack Jumpers when the game was in the balance a little bit. Well, when you talk about, but well, let's, yeah. get, let's, get to to let's get there. Let's but get before before we get into the action, so Tassie are wearing their heritage jersey in a home final.
0: Fucking love it.
1: I've got a quote here. We know the fans absolutely love the retro jersey design, and so do our players. Our mantra is to defend the island and we know we represent the Tasmanian people every time we step out. The playing group were really passionate about wearing it and we felt it was important to our club and important to the people of Tasmania. The question then has to be asked. Is this just an admission that they should have been the Devils all along? <laughs> Honestly.
0: <laughs> I mean, potentially, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they do that March thing that you can't really do True. with the Tassie Devils. But yeah, I mean, we've... Both come out and said right from the start they need to be the devils. Yeah, the jerseys were amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know why they went with jack jumpers. As much as it's kind of grown on me now.
1: If you're defending the island, hello, here's an animal that only lives on your
0: fucking island. Like it's the most obvious. Uh, to, to the jack uh, jumpers, not. Go anywhere
1: else to them. Oh, well, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, they
0: still, might be native to Tassie. You an might ant. be
1: right, actually. You might be right. They're still
0: ants.
1: But we we my girlfriend and I went to the zoo for our anniversary last week and we got a really good look of the Tassie Devils. They were out and about. Wow. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. They were having a feed, they were out and about. It was brilliant. And she was like, Why wouldn't they call their basketball team this creature? It yeah. is the coolest creature. Yep. Why wouldn't you? And you just know that the AFL team will swoop in and call themselves the Devils. So you they just should. know it'll happen. So Absolutely, should. they should, because the best name for that entire state—they've hmm. got the tigers in the cricket and the devils in the basketball. It just makes too much sense. Anyway, they, I they think just, hey, that's hey, an admission they've screwed this. Not,
0: thing. not. You might get the Tasmanian thylacines?
1: Well, it's, yeah, okay, tigers, thylacines. They'll yeah, be, you say they, potato.
0: They'll be extinct within a couple of years. <laughs> There's actually talk. The Risco like, Panthers out and about yeah.
1: in Queensland. Speaking of yeah, creatures, but, 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 no,
0: but there's talk. But, there's actually legitimate talk that there might still be thylacines out in the wild.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've they've said that, which is cool. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Anyway, basketball. There's some theories, but this game had it all. It had buzzer beaters, blocks, narrowly meadows. You know, <laughs> the the Jack McVeigh sign. Did you see that? There was a couple in the crowd, and there's this lady holding a. Uh, sorry, no, the male. He's holding a sign saying, "My wife loves Jack McVeigh more than me." <laughs> And she has this like massive grin on her face and he's got this like forlorn kind of like <laughs> defeated so he, look. Well, he's married. I, <laughs> it I, I get it. He's married. It fantastic though. The commentators dined out on that too. Milton Doyle with a tampon up his nose to stop the blood nose that he had at halftime. time. Even Creaky remembering the guy's mummy. It had everything. Very entertaining. It wasn't super high scoring, but one of my favorite games of the entire playoffs so far. Or or post-season, whatever you want to call it.
0: Basically, I think the easiest way to summarise this whole game is that Tassie basically just flipped the script.
1: They really did, yeah. They
0: they strangled New Zealand. Yep. The three-point shot, if you look at game one, New Zealand 42% from three, Tassie 26. In this one, Tassie 39, New Zealand 23.
1: And something like Tassie's... 15 of the first 20 shots or something were threes. They were launching him.
0: They do like
1: the They do. They do. And I feel that I'm a big fan of Jarrell Brantley. He got a bit heated. He kind of lost the plot a little bit at the end there. He's a he's a magnificent player. I think he falls in love with the three a little bit at times, though. And, yeah, yeah. He can hurt them a little bit. But yeah. for the most part, he's magnificent. He is. So New Zealand had it under control for a lot of the game. You could look at the scoreline and think that Tassie controlled from pillar to post but eleven zero 0 runs straddling the third and fourth that was a massive part in Tassie winning okay it did stay close for a little while after that but I think that was a part that that broke the game open. Barry Brown Jr. came alive at the end too so he had a pretty quiet one and then he was magnificent down the stretch yeah. too little too late though. Here's one for you so Fabian Grislovich his first quarter was just brilliant he was a big part in why they were in the game early too I think. I've got a bit of a comparison for you mm-hmm. Rupert Sapwell
0: Ooh. Bigger version of Rupert Sapple. Well, I
1: think Sapple had bigger arms. He was, but, yeah,
0: he was But strong. he just did
1: some things in this game, like he had a steal and that dunk. A lot of players wouldn't have dunked that. I don't know. He's got a bit of mongrel in him. I I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off the off I'd the
0: like to game. see Chris Levitt use the bank a couple of times. Then I could maybe Yeah, fair enough. Then yeah. I could just
1: like a long three though. But, every now and then. Yeah,
0: but if he was to bank them in from the 45s, I could see the comparison. Then, oh yeah,
1: fair enough. Yeah. Interesting. And the the Richard Kelly Rosel Ellis one, I'm pretty sure. I think yeah, I made they- that in the preseason. Yep. But anyway, I wouldn't be the first, and I won't be the last either. You got any more on that series? And I guess we should make a prediction too tomorrow. So we'll do our best to upload this tonight and and have it out before the games are played.
0: Look, I'm not going to be too adventurous here. New Zealand at home.
1: Yeah, I love what the Jack Jumpers showed for a lot of that game, particularly the second half. I love, I love that team. There's just so much great stuff about them. It's incredible to think Majet might be back for the grand final series if they make it. Probably not till game four or five, I would imagine, but he seemed to have a tiny bit of optimism. But I've been extolling New Zealand's virtues for a long time now. I said in the podcast live episode that I thought New Zealand were a really sneaky chance. So I've got to take him in three as well. Yeah, I think so. Nothing would surprise me, though. On the other side of the draw, we've got Sydney and Cairns, and that one's getting a bit spicy too. Now, I've been another one to say I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Sydney have got this in the bag. They're rightful favourites. They're number one seed. They have a lot of good players. But this team is not as good as last year's team. And we'll get to some of the stuff in game two.
0: Well, and we will. And I will say at this point of the series, I don't know if Sydney are the favourites. Well,
1: yeah, they'll be at home. It all hinges on Cooks.
0: It's going to depend on, well, Cooks and Suarez. But anyway, we'll talk about that. Yeah,
1: I think they can. Yes, we will. All right. So game one, I, I don't actually have a lot of notes for game one. Sydney, 95, defeating Cairns, 87. I don't think it was as close as maybe the scoreline showed. But Yeah.
0: This was exactly what I expected from the series. So Sydney, and this is Xavier Cooks in particular, but Suarez as well, just put the snakes to the sword in terms of points in the paint. 58 to 26 it was, points in the paint. That's a smashing. Cairns fought hard, which again, you would expect that. Jonah Antonio's first half performance was superb. Yes. But in the end, the Kings run over the top of them. And outside of Antonio, Cairns' bench gave him nothing.
1: It kind of went to script because Sydney had been off for nearly two weeks. Cairns had played a couple of games in quick succession. They had a big win over Perth. It kind of went to script that they would come out probably stronger in the first half and then Sydney would kind of wrestle the momentum back and then win kind of comfortably in the second half, which is what happened. Cooks was magnificent, wasn't he? Double-double, a few blocks.
0: One of the most heinous carries of all time.
1: Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, okay, well, we've gone to the third umpire there. I forgot about that one. That was pretty bad on the break there. That absolutely should have been torn to carry. They would have
0: called that in the NBA. It was that bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was. But yes, very uh, much. Great game for To, to script though. Yeah. Like, absolutely as expected.
1: And to be up by, what, nine or 11 points, only a few minutes into the third, after Cairns came out so strong in the first half. So they really, they wrestled control really early in the second half and and just carried it through. How was Chase Buford after the game? The fact that, so I quote, the fact they had Antonio come in and flame-torch us in that quarter and he was still minus four. He's got to deliver that to make up for his deficiencies on the other end to play against us. It will be hard to replicate that performance. And it was, he didn't. Had a couple of nice blocks, though, last night.
0: I have nothing to say on Chase Buford, I think. (laughs) Aside from the fact that I think that he's a vile human being. And... I just, I don't like the guy. I don't rate him at all. I think he's been lucky to have very, very stacked rosters. I think he's the Steve Kerr of the NBL. I've said it before.
1: Uh, I Yeah, I have a lot more faith in Steve Kerr than you. I I think, I don't know. I'm of the school of thought of if one of the other opposition players is dirty or does something dodgy, then they're fair game. But a comment like that. I mean, Antonio did nothing wrong. What did he do wrong? Knock down threes? Yeah,
0: he shot the ball too well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, look, and I don't know if it provided too much fodder, but Cairns 93 defeating Sydney 82 last night in game two. And well, most of the stuff to unpack from this one happened in the final, what, three minutes after the game had already been decided. Hadn't give, it?
0: give or take. I mean, if you look at the numbers of this game, there wasn't actually a massive swing from games one and two. Like, basically, the only thing that really changed was the numbers that Xavier Cook's put up. Now, admittedly, he goes out in the yes, third quarter. Him going
1: down was big, yeah.
0: But. He went from 27 and 14 in the first game to 5 and 4. Yeah. And without the heart and soul of that team, they kind of looked a bit helpless.
1: And I feel like even if he had played it out, they would have won still, Cairns, because they were playing really well and they had the home crowd and everything like that.
0: Oh, it was slipping away when he went down. But yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you never know. You never know. So I suppose we should talk about. There's a few things to talk about. There are
1: a few things to talk about.
0: So, first things first, the Kuat Noi. I, I'm not even going to say flop because it wasn't a flop.
1: No, it wasn't a flop.
0: So, so what do you make of it?
1: Oh Well, it was a horrible call. I mean, he practically broke his nose hmm. as Chase Buford. And Chase Buford clearly wanted to be ejected. He was that pissed off he wanted to send a message. And I don't mind that. I think that can be a good coaching strategy sometimes to send a message and it might help him for game three. I mean, clearly it wasn't a flop, was it? No. It was just a bad call.
0: If anything, you probably call Noy for the reach-in and that's his fifth foul anyway and he's out of the game. But it's not a technical foul. You kind of play on. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't think Buford will see any ramifications from this or repercussions. No, he's point. already served
1: his time from earlier in the year. He'll, so. he'll
0: be fine. But I think the thing that I really got frustrated by was the Suarez incident. Yes. And we, we need to talk about that. Yes, so, so
1: we do big time.
0: So, basically, there's a lot of talk about, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad. If you look at the play in its entirety, though, he sets a pretty hard screen on Bull Kowal in the backcourt. Kowal kind of follows him into the keyway. He throws Kowal out of bounds. And then after that, sets up and drops the shoulder into Yeah, one okay. Play.
1: Some of these details I don't remember.
0: There's a lot of frustration and a lot of anger on that entire play. Now, I get it. Suarez is pissed off. I have white line fever when I play volleyball. I understand what it's like to be frustrated losing to a team, especially one that you feel like you should be banned. They
1: probably felt like they were going to go in and sweep, yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: But I think given the precedent, the Jesse Wagstaff. Well, precedent. that's
1: the key. That's the key. If it weren't for that, I'd rather see him playing. I think they can win without him anyway. I don't know if it reaches the level of a game in the playoffs. But you're right, the precedent. If they have to follow precedent, then...
0: Yeah, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You can't suspend Jesse Wagstaff in a regular season game for doing practically the same thing. It's just, I don't understand. The other thing that makes it even worse is it was off the ball.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: At least Wagstaff was trying to set a screen. Okay, admittedly, he didn't do the right thing and he got suspended for it. But I think to be doing that off the ball and dropping the shoulder, it has to be, based on the precedent, a one-game suspension. And I, I don't see any way... Unless Paul Smith decides to bribe someone, which I don't think he'll do. <laughs> it, I just can't see a world in, in basically anywhere that he plays.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, and the, and the other thing is it's a real shame because in a kind of late season and postseason where players are dropping like flyers or they weren't even available like Pinder and Majette, Wunberg could be underdone for Cairns because of this as well right in I mean, terms
0: of the concussion do you mean
1: yeah, who knows i mean he caught one he might have a broken cheek who, who knows what will come mm. out of this so we'll be waiting with bated breath i don't know if there's any news do we have any news about Xavier Cooks
0: but the other big thing as well in terms of i guess what's frustrating about all of this is that we've been on the side the melbourne united series where perth basically had no players available <laughs> there was like cotton was out Norton was basically on one leg. Steindl was injured. They
1: allowed a stupid Udai Barber buzzer beater that wasn't a buzzer beater to it was count. A travel, he yes. yet, which just sucked the energy out of the stadium.
0: Not salty at all. But those those sorts of experiences make us realise that it sucks when a team's not at full strength. And look, Sydney played well all season. They've been the best team all season. They deserve to be at full strength for the finals. That's just the way it is for me. So
1: we got to do predictions, Shuey. They could be without their two big players. If Suarez and Cooks are out, that really helps Cairns as a team that's maybe not as big. We don't have news. I don't think we'll know until tip whether or not. The NBL has conceded that the flop was wrong. Yeah. So that's nice because the league doesn't always admit when it's wrong.
0: But that doesn't impact anything because... No, not really. <laughs> the game was lost. Well, yeah, It doesn't yeah. impact anything because Cooks and Suarez weren't involved. No, well, that, so. that's right.
1: That's another... But but it is nice when they admit when they're wrong. It is. Yeah.
0: A big thing with this is if Cooks and Suarez don't play... Who stops Hogan-Wardenberg with that little height? Assuming, that-
1: Assuming Wardenberg's good. Yeah. Exactly. Yep.
0: I mean, who scores for the Kings as well? Vasiljevic is 4 of 20 in the series. Aside from quite Noy, their bench is really not giving them that much. Noy and Geordie Hunter probably have to start. So all of a sudden that bench becomes even thinner.
1: Uh, well, and it's a good point. I really like Geordie Hunter. I think he could start and play 30 minutes for most teams in the league. So they do have that luxury. If Suarez and Cooks are out, Hunter would need to have a big game. DJ would need to have a big game. And it could go either way. Either he'll have a 30 on 12 shots or or he'll have another absolute oh, horrible one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. yeah he hasn't uh, had a
1: great season. Well, uh, certainly not as good as last season.
0: I think Cairns win this. I really do. And that's that's purely based on, I don't think Cooks will play. And if he does, he's going to be ginger as anything. So I just, I don't know. I'm not yeah,
1: sure. oh, look, I have no certainty or confidence, but I will pick the Kings at home. Yeah, okay. and, and I think that they'll find a way to let Suarez play and and my gut tells me that Cooks might play too actually. Yeah. So I I think they and look they'll be underdone. I just I worry about Kansas legs. We saw it happen with the Wildcats and sure. we talked about that and I just even at the end of that game last night even though they won and you could tell they were going to win they did kind of stumble to the finish line a little bit. Poor Wardenberg was totally gassed. You could tell he was knackered. Yeah. So I'll still pick Sydney based on fatigue, but if if the game was on Wednesday rather than Sunday I, I might be inclined. To, well, but then that gives Sydney time to recover. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it'll be a cracker. I think both games will be really exciting. Hopefully, we'll have a wonderful semi-final series and a great grand final series too. Literally news just to hand, Shui. I'm glad it's come in before we have finished recording. NBL, oh, what Suarez.
0: A, what a crock of shit, seriously. Why does the league protect Sydney like this? Well... No, not, not, no. Sorry. <laughs> when you drop a shoulder into a guy and you do not get suspended, he's been charged with striking one, one game suspension reduced to a $1,000 fine with an early guilty plea. I'm sorry. No, not. Okay.
1: Yeah. Look, I look, I normally, I would have said definitely not. It's the Wagstaff precedent that makes it really interesting. Doesn't it?
0: Yeah. So it's an absolute joke. Look, Chase Buford got a $1,000 fine reduced to seven fifty. I got no problems with that. He got ejected. He yelled at the umpire. Oh, yeah, that's fine. No issues at all whatsoever with that. That's yeah. fine.
1: That's a fine that's fine.
0: It's not yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. It's not like he kicked a sign and broke it or <laughs> any of that sort of stuff. But I'm sorry, the NBL, you have got this wrong. What a fucking joke.
1: Well, game three will be interesting.
0: Thanks for listening to this Sport Blokes segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter at Sport Blokes.